Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shador, and, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host. Mm. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, who for once is not the sickest member of the Saint Misbehaving team, Anna Domini. Anna, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, it's only relative, really. Yeah. <laughs> You've lowered the bar so much that I'm doing relatively well but still pretty ropey i've got uh got some kind of back injury that's uh causing me a bit of trouble but i can at least talk so i'm doing better than you that's good yeah just uh quite quite busy at the moment i went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago and i'm still kind of wiped out from that but like everyone loves making plans in the summer and the fomo is like too strong so i keep doing things when i should be not doing things oh so happy but tired i would say how are you i'm all right i can can tell i lost my voice that's why this episode is late sorry if anybody's been waiting on yeah you think this is bad like (laughs) if you're listening and you're thinking oh (laughs) matthew sounds a bit rubbish we we've had to postpone because on the day we normally record it was uh yeah uh for several days pretty much Uh, but yeah Oh. And as a, a straight white cis man, that was very hard for it you. It was. I had so many opinions I needed people to know about. And, <laughs> you and became very online. I know. I just started throwing things. People were like, oh, I get what that guy's about. Shaking your um, fist at some clouds. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I got sick at my own festival. So, um, <laughs> Reaping, sowing. Yeah. You know uh, how it goes. But anyways, Anna, have you done anything saintly or had anything miraculous happen to you since the last time we spoke? I'm trying to think. You've had extra time. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All this time and I still haven't. uh, Oh, did I? (laughs) Have I told you about my table? Um, (laughs) This is a very low bar for saintly. So I, as you know from visiting my house, my dining table was way too big for my living room, which is where our dining room also is because we Mm -hmm. live in a flat and not a mansion. And I finally bit the bullet and got rid of it and replaced it with a small table that we bought from Facebook Marketplace that extends. So it's like when we're Mm -hmm. home by ourselves, we can enjoy having more space but we can still accommodate guests it's excellent uh but the saintly thing was instead of trying to sell the table i gave it away to a charity shop um and uh it was totally altruistic apart from the fact that they do come and pick it up for free (laughs) um (laughs) so very saintly donating but i actually had some trouble because the when I, I first tried to donate it to a homelessness charity. They were like, these people don't have homes. They do not need dining tables. <laughs> well, no, it's like for them to sell. And um, oh. I did this online form and I got a missed call from a volunteer who was like, hi, yep, just wanted to chat to you to arrange the details of collection. So then when I phoned back, another volunteer picked up the phone and I was like, hi, yeah, I'm calling about the table. And they were like, oh, okay, what's the email? And they they looked it up, looked at the photos and were like, yeah, I don't think we'll sell that. Sorry. (laughs) And basically um, my table wasn't good enough for that that charity shop. But then luckily another charity did want to take it. I mean, it is kind of problematic because it's so big that it's like if you have the kind of house where you would fit that size of table comfortably you right. might not be buying it secondhand 
is mm. the issue. So it's a very niche market of people who are like wealthy but thrifty right. that it's it's going to now. But yeah, so I probably could have made a couple of hundred pounds, which, you know, would have made a difference to me because I'm jobless. But instead, I decided that children in hospices should have that money instead. So <laughs> well, you decided very... that the homeless should have it. But well, then... yeah, and then the homeless didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but you could have sold it and then just given the money to charity. Yes. No. I could have done, but then that would have been a lot more work. <laughs> right, okay. I see. And I think, but... to be fair, I think the charity will get more money for it than I would have been able to because they're selling it in their shop rather than mm. on eBay. So there's no fees or delivery. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, the bar has already been lowered a lot. You don't need to pick apart my story even further. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just like... <laughs> I don't know. The the goodliness seems like it was like a good Limited and then good, it was yeah. as good as it was convenient for you. Yeah. That's how, how good you're willing to be. That's how goodness works, I think. Anyway, mm. I mean if you're so good, what did you do? Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. I got other, um, I I mean I've been you're praying I've, for a miracle yeah, cure. I'm, I've been moment. ill, and when I haven't been ill, I've been uh, running a comedy festival, and when I haven't been doing that... Well, that's uh, kind of saintly, you know, I've sacrificing your body for the good of art and artists. Yeah, I uh, I am... Uh, yeah, I haven't been doing much of anything. I started, I, I will say, like, kind of religiously tangential, oh, yeah. is that uh, I... Uh, oh, I saw this documentary series on, on Amazon Prime. Have you seen this? Um, oh, it, is it about that weird church? Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's not really nearing down, but it was yeah, it was about. What's it called? It's called Shiny Happy People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it because I boycott Amazon, but I've heard it's good, so I might try. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't like. I I was um I was like, well, I'm a big REM fan, so I'm going to check this out. Yeah, no, it's about those people, the Duggars, who were like they used to have this reality show called like 19 Kids and Counting, or I think the uh, final iteration okay. was 19 Kids and Counting. It was like 15, 16, <laughs> blah blah blah. But they were counting, so they kept counting, they kept and then they had to keep changing the yeah. name. But it was about this family. Family. And it turns out uh, the people who decided to have 19 kids were big weirdo Christians. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, they're basically like, it's not just they were weirdo. They were like Christian nationalists. They were yeah, like, yeah. they were like deeply disturbed. We're, we're not. People. We're not dismissing all Christians as yeah. weirdo. Or people have big families. Ones. I mean, sometimes people just want to get in record books, right? Good for you. <laughs> but. I mean, as a child of a big family, I would say that it's not a responsible thing to do. Because yeah. um, mama's love may be infinite, but her time and attention and well, money are not. It, well, I mean, well, I guess a... if Jesus is sanctioning your tax breaks or whatever, then they probably do have like infinite. It was so dumb. Well. I mean, it was like um, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, they talked about well, one of the things they talk about is like, and this is good thing your parents didn't have more kids because mm -hmm. the one thing they talk about is like as you have more kids the older kids start taking care of the younger kids and when they yeah. say the older kids they mean the older girls yeah, yeah start course. like becoming like mothers like yeah. surrogate mothers and they're like that's fucked up because mm -hmm. you have this like 12 year old in charge of a one-year-old you know or sometimes like like a one-year-old and is a three-year-old or and is a four -year -old. it efficient because they don't have to pay yeah exactly but then at the same time it's just like well what about what's going on with this 12 year old who's taking care of this 12 year old you know she can take just, care of herself. I guess so. <laughs> As practice for when she's going to take care of her husband. Anyways, yeah, it was just, it was, but basically it's, it's talking about all these like terrible Christian nationalist movements within the U.S. They're probably elsewhere, but they're, but in, I don't know. Just yeah. like in America. I know about the like, Westboro Baptists. Yeah. Era, yeah. Like but anyways, they're like, they're well. just, I don't know. I watch it and I'm just like, there's just no bottom to the crazy in this country, is there? <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, you're from a weird is, place. It is an odd place. I, I thought it was odd. Now that I look at it from the outside, I'm like, yeah, wow, weird. Uh, yeah, very odd. Anyways, but so again, yeah, I would like to recommend that that uh, series. I'm two episodes in. I, I got to watch the final episode. Yeah, I like that. Um, there's three, a holy trinity. Every one of these documentary series, it's like. I don't know. There was one the other day I was looking at it and I was like, six episodes. I was like, fuck you. You don't need six episodes. <laughs> uh, three seemed like a somewhat reasonable thing, but I was like, this could probably also just be like a documentary. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. So that's Matt's godly recommendation. Adjacent my, act. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bestow my blessings upon this media. That's, there we go. Would, yeah. Beautiful. Um, Amen. Anyways. So, yeah. So, so Anna, are... uh, last week we, or two weeks ago, we... <laughs> three, weeks three weeks ago, ago at this know, point. So, sometime in the distant past, yeah. we were we were talking about St. Junipero. Junipero, um, yeah. He, a Spanish gentleman who struck out on his own to make his mark in the new world. Oh, gosh, um, yep. <laughs> so we're on to the second part of his ha- his life. Uh, yeah. Just a quick recap. Where is he at now? He had joined up with the Inquisition. Yep, because there were non palme christians in the area doing sorcery and devil devil worship mm-hmm. so yeah that was the that was the stage of uh, of his adventure was he in mexico at this point or i think he was in mexico okay and uh we heard how he was into hurting himself in a holy way and yeah that's that's where we we left off uh if you haven't heard part one do listen because (laughs) i've forgotten what i said so uh this is not going to make sense unless you (laughs) remember the first episode uh no he's he's basically a colonialist uh from spain in the new world you know doing colonialism with the excuse of saving souls he's an 18th century spanish uh uh, explorer that wasn't the right word uh colonizer and everything (laughs) awful that goes along with that just imagine that stuff yeah and you're pretty much caught so, up, but you should definitely listen to part one. There's some funny bits in there. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, likewise. So, yeah, part two. Uh, in 1767, King mm-hmm. Carlos of Spain expelled the Jesuits from Mexico, part of a wider expulsion of the Jesuits from across the Spanish Empire. So this is just a bit bit of background before we get back into Junipero's story. So between 1759 and 1782, the Jesuits were removed from most of Western Europe. The order order were distrusted because of their closeness to the Pope and the wealth that they had accumulated. I could see that. Which, yeah, not very Jesus-y, to be fair. But then also distrusting people because they have too much money is also, I'm not sure. Wasn't everybody following the Pope at this point? These guys were like too into the Pope. Yeah. Or they were just like too close to the... Well, I think it's like they had influence. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, didn't the Pope have something to say about this? <laughs> I I guess like you know maybe he was a, a populist Pope and so bowed to the pressure or something. Perhaps. But it was the I guess he was only in charge of the the actual church. So like if kings or whatever were like get out, then he probably. I guess he's in a difficult position because he's already had England like the the church has already had England split away yes. because the Pope. Henry said no VIII. to the king once uh, and he's like well if i say no too much this whole thing falls apart like a house he's yeah. like they're onto my scam i can't <laughs> they're yeah. like i only get to be the pope as long as they agree that i'm the pope <laughs> yeah so he had to um he had to get 
give a bit of leeway. So in the Spanish Empire, the expulsion was part of a move to restrict the autonomy of American-born Spaniards and and assert the authority of the crown. So, um, yeah, again, doesn't sound super Christian uh, what was happening. The inciting incident was the Esquilaje riot, Mm -hmm. which was a protest against a new sumptuary law, which placed restrictions on the wearing of voluminous capes and (laughs) on the breadth of sombreros. Guys, the capes are too voluminous and your hats are too fucking big. And this is (laughs) not going to fly. And yeah, and people were like, you can take my freedom, but you will never take my wide brim <laughs> You'll take hat. my sombrero from my cold, dead hand. <laughs> yeah. And then they swished their cape and they turned and <laughs> ran away, out. the yeah. cape billowing behind them. Yeah. Like, He's just mocking us now. Their, ha- their hat got caught in the door frame and they're like, well, this is what we're talking about. It's a public safety issue. These laws make it's sense like, what now, you, yeah. What are you talking about? And then somebody was dragged under a horse when their cape got trampled. It's like, see, this is what we are talking about. Yeah, Guys, this is for your own good. It was very much the vaccine mandate of its day. I was going to say, like, it's health and safety gone mad. If the yeah. if the Daily Mail heard about this, they would. Uh, but I don't know. I would say be on the side of um, the American-born Spaniards. But, you know, I mean, probably I mean, not. it does feel like the capes and the hats, like... Is this about something else? And they're just using the cakes <laughs> and the hats as an excuse? Because that feels like maybe that's what they're talking about. Well, I mean, having voluminous capes and big hats probably would imply that you had resources to to get lots of, like, cloth was quite expensive. Oh, it's not like a thing where they're so. like, you know, like Amer- like old crusty white dudes in America. Be like, these kids with their saggy pants, they need to yeah. pull up their pants and get a job. That's, and like, that's what, it's the 18th century equivalent you know yeah so some <laughs> those um, capes are too billowy yeah, some... they can't get jobs they're yeah. just they're constantly just making sure their cape's not dragging in the mud if you had a slightly smaller hat you'd be able mm-hmm. to buy a house the thing but then again i guess if you have a big brim on your hat you don't need a house because you've oh. got a roof right there wow it looks um... like checkmate on you <laughs> um yeah yeah so they were spending all their money they were like we discovered this thing called avocados i bet it's good on toast and then no one bought a house and <laughs> Um, oh dear. Yeah. So an angry mob, presumably the best dressed mob. They were also very seen. far apart because um, their hats. It looked like a lot of guys, but it was just like a handful of guys with their hats were so spread out. They made a wall, but it was easily breached because yeah. they were. You look yeah, at it from above, apart. you're like, there's a million guys down there. And you look below, it's just like, oh, it's like six guys. <laughs> well, but then again, you know, maybe several people were hiding under one hat and that was how they like, that was part of the, oh, the, the tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So an angry mob gathered at the palace, forcing King Carlos to flee and according to one account the protesters were eventually calmed by a group of jesuit priests who then sent them home Uh the jesuits were accused of inciting the mob and word was sent across spain and mexico that they had to be removed (laughs) so basically the jesuits were a convenient scapegoat right the king's Uh, like well they didn't listen to me but they listened to the jesuits okay these jesuits gotta go (laughs) yeah yeah probably that because they, first they're close to the Pope and then the mob like them. Yeah. Too powerful. Bunch of cape lovers. <laughs> I think we should bring that in as an insult. Just cape spread lovers? it around. Yeah, cape mm. lovers. Although I don't have anything against capes. I'm I'm known to be quite a poncho wearer in the winter. Mm. Um, and I, f- I feel like capes are like kindred I don't know, I think a, a poncho is just a coward's cape. You're like, I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the, the strength of will to just have the, the poncho in the back. I need the cape in the front and the yeah. back. You yeah, that's the, true. Well, that's why I wear them is because I get very cold. So mm. <laughs> if it was only half a poncho, it would kind of... Does the cape have a real thing. practical purpose? 
clothing wise it's, it's um, like just a fa- like an affectation like a like a yeah i i feel like not since the invention of the car but yeah mm. was the idea that you always just like had a blanket if you were like you know well that's you how your... i wear it yeah. yeah in fact i may have brought it up previously on an episode that danny bought me a wearable blanket which is not the same as a cape or right. a poncho because it has sleeves and then hopefully you don't wear it outside <laughs> no uh that is a indoor garment only um yeah. i call it my chronic illness sack because mm. it's like the the least fashionable thing ever and it's great and i did wash it before i put it away for the summer so oh. <laughs> it's not as bad as it could be anyway yes ponchos very practical garments right. uh yeah what i was gonna say is if, if you're a fashion historian then you know why capes why why they would be good why don't you write in and tell us mm. we're on saint misbehavingpod at gmail.com there's no g in behaving but there is in gmail mm. um, i almost said but there is in pod <laughs> there isn't in pod. That, there is not yeah i think um. it's just a fashion thing i think but then like i don't know but like you have a, a cloak which i think is a much more practical Ooh, uh, what's garment. the difference between a cloak and a cape though? but doesn't a cloak have a, cape a hood shorter Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. What has pockets? <laughs> that that's what interests me. I don't think either of us. I don't know. Maybe well, it doesn't matter. Sound, All right, look, look, like let's just, we're not a fashion podcast. We're, we're not we're, yet, but somehow, wait till we get sponsored by Big Cape, and then we'll yeah. be <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. Like finally, a podcast we can we can advertise <laughs> on. It's a very pro Cape. There podcast. we go. So yeah. So okay, so the king outlaws the Jesuits. He's yeah. not a Jesuit though, is he? No, just a, a general Catholic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, another kind of Catholic. Oh wait, you mean Junipero? Junipero, yeah. He was a Franciscan, I think. Oh, okay. Because Hun- the original Junipero, who he was named after, yeah, was Saint Francis's like, assistant. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> Saint Francis's <laughs> assistant, assistant. In Baja California. Gaspar de Portola was appointed as governor and ordered to expel the Jesuits from the area. Mm-hmm. He dealt harshly with those who rebelled, hanging the leaders. Oh no. Wait, where are these Jesuits supposed to go? Is this just uh, <laughs> when they say expel, do they just mean murder? Not my because, problem. Yeah, they're not welcome in Europe and they're not welcome in the New World. It's like, well, I guess yeah. we'll just float off the coast where? of Florida. I don't know. Well, what. I guess this is in the Spanish Empire, so they could go more north or more south no, at this point, true. I guess. The Portuguese um, are okay with places. It. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't... Well, was Portugal separate from Spain at I that so. point? I don't know. Matter. Okay. So anyway, so it was suggested to the king that the Franciscans should take over the missionary work of the Jesuits in Baja California. And this is where our friend <laughs> Junipero comes in. Yay! <laughs> Matthew is so overjoyed he has started to cough to death. So Junipero was appointed as president of the missions by the College of San Fernando. Along mm-hmm. with a team of Franciscan friars, he travelled to take over the formerly Jesuit mission at Loreto, where he was welcomed by Patola. In Texas? Uh, maybe. Okay. It's all... Well, I mean, Texas used to be Mexico, so... Yeah. So, he was welcomed by this guy, Gaspar de Patola, there. And a year later, he travelled to Alta California with an expedition of 300 men where Spain so- sought to expand its occupation. The so-called Sacred Expedition mm. consisted of three ships and a land mission which was led by Patola. So, 
Junipero, uh, right. was supposed to join the land mission with Portola, but as the group prepared to leave, his foot and leg infection became <laughs> of worse. Of course, yeah, yeah. Oh that's... yeah, so that's a, an important <laughs> <laughs> throwback. <laughs> it was like Chekhov's smoking leg. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because he got a leg infection because he refused to ride horses because he yeah. felt like Francisco shouldn't ride horses, and then he was going to go on another yes. land mission, and they they were like, they were probably just like, uh, are you sure you don't want to take the boat, buddy? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely land. Uh, yeah, so he insisted on going and was just like, oh, Portola can set off ahead of me and I'll I'll travel by myself. <laughs> so he traveled alone on a mule. And I think alone in this oh. context means like he still had, you know, helpers. Right. You know, it was a smaller entourage. Right. Um, not, yeah. So not, not complete isolation. So he met up with Portola at Santa Maria and on Pentecost in 1769. Whoa. <laughs> hmm? Nothing. It's an important date. He founded the Mission Velicata in a mud hut that had been used as a church. He had no incense for the founding ceremony, so used smoke from the soldiers' guns instead. Resourceful. Can you, can you fire some bullets into these holes, please? Or into these walls, please, so I can consecrate this so place? That, yeah, so that we can all feel a bit more holy and I sacred. I think uh, consecrating a mission in the new world it's a bit on the nose powder. Isn't it? yeah it's a little on the nose yeah it's like <laughs> maybe he was just self-aware yeah you know he's like ah uh, let's make the violence text and not just subtext to yeah. everything that we're doing yeah so at velicata sarah's legs became more inflamed and portola tried to persuade him to stay and rest but hunapero replied even though i might die on the way i shall not turn back they can bury me wherever they wish, and I shall gladly be left among the pagans if it be the will of God. So, again, it's it's like a lot of these, like like when we um hear about the martyrs, it's like, are you are you actually doing that much good if you're just like getting injured and killed, and you know a lot yeah. of resources are going into to keeping you safe, and you are shunning those. I feel like it's just not a very uh, efficient way of. I mean, and also like. <laughs> I love always like, you know, if you need to bury me about these pagans in this shitty land, it sucks. I hate it. And the people are dumb. Yeah. The people are there. And the natives are like, wait, what? We didn't invite you here. You came here of your yeah, own accord. Yeah, I mean, you can go home at any time. Yeah. <laughs> good good point. Very churlish of him. Yeah. So the expedition continued to San Diego, arriving on the 1st of July, 1769. Wait, is this San Diego, um, California? No, I think so, yeah. Because the Whoop. mission is now to the Californias. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like partly This Mexico all used to partly, be Mexico. Yeah. Like California. It all used to be fields. Texas. <laughs> yeah. When I was a boy. Yeah. I remember um, when we annexed Mexico. <laughs> what, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more than half the expedition reached this destination due to desertation. Sorry, due to desertion and starvation. Oh. So, um, or desertation, which is the combination of desertion and starvation. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is this like the people who deserted? They're just like, you know, I'm just going to start a, a city here or... <laughs> No, I think it was just like, oh, it's too hot. I'm going home. home. Yeah, guys, I'm going home. I don't, I don't really, I'm not really into this anymore. This yeah, I mean, I, I, I came for the the terrorizing local populations, but I didn't realize it was going to be quite so sweaty. Yeah, so it'll be this much walking and subjugating a whole continent. Jesus, <laughs> you know, that's you never hear about the day to day drudgery, do you? Yeah. It's all all the glamour of colonizing. Yeah, it's all about stealing gold and yeah. murdering natives and, and pillaging, pillaging and yeah. yeah. It's also you got to trudge a lot. Yeah, turns out there's not a lot of roads around here. 
<laughs> so the the party has shrunk by half mm. and the mission was founded by Junipero on Presidio Hill in San Diego mm. where relations with the native population were tense. No. <laughs> the soldiers accused local people of stealing cloth and fired their guns in the air to keep them away. Oh, this is why it was which tense. Which I guess it would be like, oh, is this... <laughs> Is this sacred now? <laughs> on the Feast of the Assumption, there was an armed attack on the mission by the Kumiyai people, okay. who were local native people, and Hunapero's servant was killed by an arrow. Oh, so close. But the, the Kumiyai <laughs> suffered several losses and retreated, oh. but Junipero did not mention their deaths in his account. So a, a hint that he might not be... A great guy. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> he said both our men and theirs sustained wounds. It seemed that none of them died, so they can still be baptized. So he's is it's a bit of a cover. Wait, his thing is like hearing. thankfully no one was killed. Yeah. So we can still convert them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that they're really they're secretly into us being here. That's why they attacked <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they it's like treat mean, keep them keen. Yeah, they're, oh, I think they're like one good sermon away from converting. So, <laughs> yes, I know they murdered my best friend, but well, not my friend, but he was my servant. Whatever. <laughs> so potato, potato. After six months, no conversions have been made, but mm. Sarah received word that there were large populations of natives living along the coast who seemed friendly and docile and therefore ready to embrace the gospel. Guys, there's some guys that are much more easily conquered yeah. along the coast. They're docile. I mean, that's that's a pretty yeah. awful way of describing people. They're living that it? chill Southern California life, you know, that beach life, just hanging so out. SoCal, yeah. SoCal, yeah, you know. Not like these stuck-up San Diego dicks. <laughs> yeah. So these people living along the coast apparently seemed friendly and docile, ready to embrace the gospel. So he mm -hmm. fervently wrote... I don't believe anything over there. <laughs> <laughs> Even that someone could die and then come back to life three days later? <laughs> That's crazy. He fervently wrote to the guardian of the College of San Fernando, requesting more missionaries willing to face hardships in Alta California. <laughs> so maybe it was advertised more realistically this time. So he writes to the guardian yeah. and he's like, can you send us more missionaries? Did the guardian write back and be like, what happened to the ones I <laughs> sent? What happened to that first batch? They changed their minds uh, for personal reasons. Nothing to do with how awful it was it here. It just turns out uh. there's more people here than we thought. And we need to need more people to do it. They had all the converters. We are so successful out here. We just yeah. need more. Yeah, exactly. It's like we need more people because people are just so key. The demand is so hear. high. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're expanding. So he went off on another adventure and went on to found eight more missions in the Californias. Ooh. Carmel, Car Monterey, Car okay. <laughs> San, San Antonio and San Gabriel. That's yeah. one. Um, <laughs> okay. But it's a, a joint one. Uh, right. San Luis Obispo, San Francisco. San I've heard of that one. Oh, wow. San Francisco. Jeez. That's a big, big deal. San Juan Capistrano. Mm -hmm. San to Clara. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> good job um, on that. San... What do you want? What you think? Are you pleased with that one? <laughs> well, because it's actually Santa Clara. Yeah. It's less funny when I have to explain it. Okay. <laughs> Confirmed. And finally, San Buenaventura. Okay. The converted Native Americans had to live under strict rules. They had to live in the mission and were forced to work as laborers. I, I feel um... like this is deja vu. Were there strict rules in the... <laughs> 
in previous conversions as probably. well. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, probably. it did seem like, but it just seemed weird that, I don't know, like, I don't know how he got, I, I don't know how they're converting anybody. They're like, hey, you know, you had this whole life. Well, come and join us and you have to stay in this one building. Yeah. <laughs> and and you also have to labor for us. And, and people are just like, well, sounds great. <laughs> Sign oh, me up. Oh, what's that? I, or there's more like, I pass. And they're like, oh, let me just rephrase that in another way. <laughs> you while have I, to. While I gesture towards these men with muskets over here. <laughs> uh, what are they doing? Oh, they're just uh, consecrating. It's fine. Uh, yeah. we, we ran out uh-huh. of incest. Uh, they are willing to consecrate you right in the head if you do not. Uh, <laughs> oh there's going to be some smoke here, and it's either from my incense or from their gunpowder. <laughs> either way. Sometimes we get them mixed up. Yeah. Okay. Like, so he, when he says he founded these missions, does that yeah. mean he's, like, founding these cities? Yeah, I guess so. Because, like, like, they they would have grown out of the missions. Out of the missions, right? So, like, yeah. San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of valuable real estate he's founding. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's all what Jesus would have wanted, you know, all the colonizing. Yeah. So they had to live in the mission, forced to work as laborers, and they were segregated from Native Americans who had not been converted, mm. supposedly in order to prevent backsliding. But... <laughs> That's, oh, that's exactly that's the why. official reason mm. and that's it like they get reattached they get like they get reconnected with like friends and family and they're like actually this sucks i don't want to yeah, have to... exactly <laughs> they tricked me into this mission and now i'm stuck here <laughs> <laughs> well hunapero spent the final years of his life visiting all the missions confirming those who'd been baptized and refusing to take any remedies for his injured leg and chest <laughs> <laughs> It'll take care of itself. (laughs) I got God on my side. Yeah, it's like, walk it off. Oh, that's the whole point. (laughs) He eventually died of tuberculosis in 1784 and Mm. is buried at the Mission San Carlos Borromeo. Mm. So I'll tell you about his relics. Oh, so the yeah. mission San Carlos Borromeo is the mission in did you say Carmel? Yeah. Okay. In California, which still contains his remains and has remained a place of public veneration. The burial location is southeast of the altar and is marked mm-hmm. with an inscription on the floor of the sanctuary. Other relics that exist are remnants of the wood from Junipero's coffin, which are on display next to the sanctuary, oh. and personal items belonging to Junipero on display in the mission museum. Oh, they got a whole museum. So wait, um, did they like? So wait, they like dug them up and they're like, "Well, this coffin's all fall to shit." So <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it's quite common for like wood from saints' coffins to be designated as relics. That's the kind of relics you're able to buy and sell on eBay because you're not allowed to buy and sell human remains. Right, that's right. As we established. Officially. Um, <laughs> you got go to you gotta go to e-grave for that. Yeah, it, it's just the eBay of the dark web. Yeah. So a bronze and marble sarcophagus depicting Hunapero's life was completed in 1924 by hmm. the sculptor Joe Mora, but Hunapero's remains have never actually been transferred to that sarcophagus. So... Oh. In a rare feat, this guy's bones have been left the fuck alone. <laughs> what oh. a what a rare one for, for our saints. <laughs> People are like, ah, should we move his bones? Ah, it seems like a lot of trouble. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, because he, he had quite quite a long and eventful life. So, I, like, obviously, I think it was just one sculptor doing this bronze and marble sarcophagus. Did he do it on spec? Was he just... But like... just the way it's written where it says it, it's finished in 1924. Yeah. I like the idea that, like, they started it 
1784 and it took that long because there were so many different things to depict right i mean but, but like, it's not that did not this guy cool. just do this like hey I, I made you this sarcophagus like we didn't ask for this but yeah, yeah. we can put his bones in it so like thanks so moving someone to somewhere they didn't want to be i, I feel like that's kind of what mm. Hunabera would have wanted yeah but, i feel like um, the, apparently not at that church they just use it as a cooler every time they have picnics just fill the thing with <laughs> ice put your drinks in there yeah yeah very well insulated mm -hmm. so it makes sense so his canonization was controversial was it yeah want to hear why i mean it, you, you mm. kind of know why because right? he was um because of all the um all the crimes against yeah, humanity yeah. he did yeah, uh, all that yeah, stuff. That, yeah that that okay. even <laughs> even in the the catholic church that can count against you a little bit mm. so he was canonized by pope francis who i previously thought of as a good guy <laughs> but, wait this pope yeah. Pra oh yeah there's only one pope yeah. francis and yeah. i guess he pope francis is a franciscan so that's probably why um. so he was canonized in washington dc in september 2015 so quite recently we'd been recording this oh, 10 yeah. years ago we wouldn't have been doing this episode oh. uh oh. there were Makes mm. you think, really. Yeah. <laughs> there but mm. for the grace of God, or in this case, Pope Francis. There were protests among Native Americans in California because, like, <laughs> again, <laughs> all the colonialism, Um, but specifically... Why? He built all those nice missions that they got yeah, to live so... in. What are... Ungrateful is what I say. <laughs> Do you, though? <laughs> no, Good. I don't. don't, yeah, don't <laughs> so, yeah, Native Americans suffered a lot from European diseases during the time of the missions, and mm -hmm. those who tried to leave the missions were often severely beaten. Mm. Yeah, opponents argue that Junipero is culpable for a lot of this and for the decimation of California's native population. Yeah, that yeah. checks out. From what you told me, I feel like that's a solid argument uh, with ample evidence. Yeah. What was the Catholic Church's rebuttal to this? <laughs> well, despite this, thousands of Native Americans in California maintain their Catholic faith, and some supported mm. the efforts to canonize Junipero. So the, uh, is it um, bootlickers? That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I was thinking of a uh, battered wife syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Stockholm syndrome, all of that. I'm really surprised. Like when you said he's a saint, I was like, obviously he was canonized in the yeah in the 18th century, like, 19th century, nope, the very the latest. The most woke pope apparently uh, <laughs> is the one who committed to it. Mm -hmm. So in and in 2020, <laughs> maybe it's just like all the good saints have already been canonized, and so it's just yeah. Really like, so now you've got to go to like the second tier people who were kind of shitty. Uh, I think he's, but there passes like the bottom of the barrel. Who's in there? Yeah. So it's like. We, we don't have any more good people left, so we've got to just start yeah. canonizing baddies. He's just like, well, who can we canonize? I don't know. Is Dolly Parton dead? No? <laughs> All right, then I guess this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Saint Dolly, much more deserving. Yeah. So more. in 2020, during the Black Lives Matter protests, statues. Oh man, were... I don't want you to. Why? Why? Well, because it's a fun why? fact. <laughs> okay. Well, let's it, see where is this is going. Fact? I can't imagine it's going anywhere. No, good, I, well, so um, statues of Saint Junipero were torn down in Sacramento and oh, San good. Francisco. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Right? Okay. So I, I thought right, you would sorry. enjoy that. I did enjoy that. I'm sorry. I was afraid it was going to go someplace bad during Black Lives Matter. Like, Pope Francis doubled down and said that Indians aren't oh people. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. The, that's the, his quote, not mine. It's not. That is, uh, we, we mm -hmm. don't, listen, 
I know we don't care if no one sponsors us, but we don't want to get sued for libel. <laughs> so okay, okay. This is where where we draw the line. We have to draw it okay. somewhere. And I know you know we're we're anti-capitalists, so we don't care for money, but also <laughs> we have responsibilities. All right. Well, I guess the reason he was made a saint, of course, is because of miracles, right? And so it doesn't matter how shitty he was. <laughs> oh right, I was gonna say he must have some pretty kick-ass miracles to overcome. Well, I hate to disappoint you. <laughs> oh man so he couldn't even fix his own fucking leg yeah really so in 1960 a nun in st louis missouri was cured of lupus after praying to junipero this is the only miracle attributed to him it's <laughs> <laughs> because... not even like like regionally yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's like even, you know like, i don't <laughs> ending a famine or something yeah or like but like but I don't also know. Yeah, yeah missouri it's, it's not even in California or anywhere near, as I yeah, understand. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, lupus! It's is lupus fatal?" Uh, well, it's a chronic illness. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when I eventually yeah. get over long COVID, I can claim that it was cured by Dolly Parton. Is Dolly right. Parton even Catholic? I know she's Christian, but no, I don't no. think so. So she no, probably I, couldn't be. Sadly not. I'm pretty sure she's Baptist. Oh, okay. But she's still the best among <laughs> us. When I when I eventually get over my long COVID, which could be in two years' time from from anecdotal evidence i've heard i can attribute mm. it to whoever i want and then that will be a miracle oh, there um, you go what you know what you do is you pray to a different famous person every, every night famous person yeah. every day <laughs> uh well i'll let you know how it goes i don't i don't think it really works like that i think you actually have to believe so i don't think it's going to work for me but you never know um, but you know you can pick whatever somebody you could be like i'm praying to david bowie i believe in him <laughs> well dolly parton for sure well she's not dead oh i see <laughs> Do you have to be dead to be prayed for? Prayed? Uh, to be a saint? Oh. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So you could be like, Freddie Mercury cured my well, long COVID. You, I guess the, the point is you can do miracles while you're alive and then also posthumous ones. Yeah. Like, you know, Dolly Parton could kill me now, then die, and then we could campaign for her to right. be a saint. I mean... I think she'd have to lay her hands on you, but... No, well, no. Magic telepathy and stuff, I'm sure. I yeah. suppose so. But anyway, so the only miracle attributed to Junipero was was curing this lady's lupus mm, and thin evidence well <laughs> more controversy because turns out she never had lupus at all <laughs> she was faking it just to get out of nun duties <laughs> also what are the chances that it's a bloody nun who gets cured right as opposed to you right. know someone because it isn't the whole point of like god's forgiveness that you you know you're meant to believe that you don't deserve it so mm. it should be any member of the public should should be cured yeah but anyway. also yeah why is she why is she praying to this guy he wasn't even a saint at the time <laughs> good point and good po well she she was really racist so she oh. just really liked this guy <laughs> yeah and, uh, uh, can you colonize my body with good health oh my god <laughs> i can it was just like but yeah it's just, i don't know it just feels like you know, you, you pray to God and then and Jesus, and then you start going down the list of saints. Yeah, and you're he's like, quite I don't know, near the left? bottom, especially like <laughs> you know alphabetically as well. Like J, there's quite a lot of saints. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, it was controversial because you're meant to prove that someone did two miracles in order for them to be canonized. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say like one like one miracle seems like it's <laughs> not, not enough. Enough. Yeah. One miracle could just be. A coincidence. You know, I'm going to need <laughs> yeah, to see two yeah, miracles yeah. here for real So that evidence. you know it's the real, in quote marks. So, yeah, clearly Pope Francis was such a big fan of this guy that uh, mm -hmm. 
he was like, oh, we'll, we'll let him get in with just one. That's fine. Hmm. But uh, there, w- there was a precedent for bypassing the two miracle criterion. Hmm. Pope Francis also canonized Pope John the 23rd and Joseph Vaz without verifying two miracles on the grounds that the holiness of their lives outweighed the need for miracles. I'm not sure mm. you could argue that of this guy, though. <laughs> yeah, this guy does not make the same. Yeah, uh, he... I don't know about those yeah. guys. We'll talk about them some other day, I'm sure. But Maybe, yeah. But, like, the, <laughs> this guy's the holiness of his life. The other thing is, like, Pope Francis is from Argentina. Like, he knows, presumably, he is aware, uh, as an Argentinian native, of the, the pain and the horrors of colonization yeah. has had. You'd think, wouldn't you? On yeah. South America, Central America, native populations. And you would think he would be hip to that stuff. Well, yeah, like, as I said, he, he is, like, the, the most woke pope in recent it's a, it's in, a low bar. yeah of course in, yeah. in the same way that you're the healthiest member of this yeah, podcast yeah yeah, yeah. it's a, a week of comparisons mm. um let me see pope francis what's his bloody deal um <laughs> oh interesting he was a jesuit himself so again weird that uh, he know. would um be uh that he would like wait well now i'm starting to question whether the pope is infallible or not <laughs> this is very i i thought you were about to say you question whether the pope is catholic no but, uh, no it's definitely is. this is definitely a catholic move yeah. but, uh, anyways all right so despite uh, all controversy yes. he um, still manages to sell out arenas <laughs> and yeah no, he's still the he's still the uh, becomes the saint so as well as these two guys that pope francis canonized in 2000 Pope John Paul II waived the requirement for two Chinese martyrs and their 119 companions. Again, feel like martyrdom, more of a, like, justification. Because mm. really, the only thing that Junipero was a martyr to was his own hubris well, I, with yeah. um, refusing treatment and stuff. But yeah, so right. Francis announced the canonization during his visit to the US. He's like, you know, I know what you guys love. <laughs> Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. I'm uh, trying to meet was, you on uh... your level here, America. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that concludes Junipero's adventures and his afterlife. And... <laughs> Based on all of this, have a go at some patronages. Um, I don't, I don't have very good patronages this week. I uh, is he the patron saint of gun smoke? He's <laughs> mm. got so many uses. Well, yeah, mm. incense, intimidating yeah. local people who try to rebel. Yeah, yeah. So uh, these two signals beating people who just don't want to do what you want you to want them to do. Mm-hmm. Beating people trying to leave. You know that kind of thing. So many yes. beating people. In so fact. many people. Yeah. Is he the patron saint of converting the docile? <laughs> Not officially, no. I I love that they say docile. Like, like these guys won't run away. Yeah. While we're while we're talking to them, they're just kind of hanging out. Don't worry about it. Like they're not very fat. <laughs> so are they? Uh... Are they receptive or are they just, you know, got other reasons why they can't escape? (laughs) They're a sleepy people. Um, I, God, I hope nobody, like, that sounds a horrible thing to say about human beings. Especially to about a group of people Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. Is he the patron saint of uh, Silicon Valley? Because he seems to have founded all the cities in there. Uh, he so. is the patron saint of California. Yeah. Oh. So not oh. not quite. He's he's not the patron saint of tech bros. <laughs> seems like maybe it. he should be because his attitude is similar in terms of. I mean, it's that same thing where you know. Culture. Yeah. Tech guys are like, oh, we're reinventing yeah. transportation. It's like, just buses are fine. And yeah. it's like, I'm reinventing how you can live your life. And it's like, we were living our lives just fine. Yeah, it was, we were doing great. Do <laughs> but I've got a lot of venture capital from the king. To... <laughs> yeah. 
lot of crossover there. I'm surprised, in fact, that there aren't more billionaires called right. Junipero. I mean, isn't an Amazon warehouse the modern day mission? You just <laughs> you try to leave and they beat you. The sanctuary to our god, mm-hmm. money. Vocations, I guess you could say that's kind of Silicon Valley as well. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, um, patron saint no. of vocations. Uh, is he the patron saint of u- useless sarcophagi? Sarcophaguses? Sarcophagi, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I thought so. Right. It sounded weird when I said it, but maybe just because my voice sounds weird. Yeah, also you're not, you know, a, <laughs> I was going to say a native Latin speaker, but I don't think anyone is. So mm. uh, we don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah, that's yeah, not okay. on the list either. What is on the list? So California vocations, Hispanic Americans, which is <laughs> controversial. E- yeah. Okay. Not Native Americans, but... Um. No, no. <laughs> so it could be... More insulting, but mm. could also be less insulting. In 1779, Franciscan missionaries under Junipero's direction planted California's first sustained vineyard at the mission Ooh. in San Diego. Hence, he has been called the father of California wine. Mm. And the variety he planted, which was presumably descended from Spain, became known as the Mission Grape and dominated California wine production until about 1880. So it's not a patronage. When they were like, this is like actually a... isn't very good. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, it's part of his legacy, I guess. Mm. And obviously California is now a famous wine region. So uh, it it's is. part of that, I mean, that not history. To, not San Diego, but... <laughs> for like no. the Napa Valley. Ca- California yeah. is is a very big place, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah, he t- takes a bit of credit there. Uh that would I would say that was like the only good thing he did was <laughs> make Great. some wine. He introduced an invasive species to no, um <laughs> The white the, man. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. He brought wine to California. That's, that's all right, I guess. <laughs> that's a good California wine. I mean, I guess, you know, when you bring disease to a place, you should bring wine as well, yeah. just to make it more bearable. So he's got California, Hispanic Americans, and vocations. Yeah. But then he's also, kind he's of not wine. the saint, he's not the patron saint of, of California wine, but he's the father of California yeah. wine. Hmm, I don't know. Not convinced. <laughs> I don't think this guy's, I don't know. He's does, he feels like he's not really looking out for anybody. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, it is, it is a bit baffling, really. I mean, I guess like in the first half, we learned that at one point he reached out to a group of people who were evading capture. Like he was kind of pitted against the the military guys, right? So right. it was like it was a more humane approach <laughs> to colonizing. No, that doesn't work. No, yeah, I mean that's the thing. But it's also like he was also like involved with the Inquisition, and he was yeah. like trying to. He was accusing Pietro of sorcery and witchcraft. And yeah, shit. and like none of this is good. I feel like once you're involved with the Inquisition, you're taken off the saint. You should be taken off the saint list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because you're right. Like if he had been, it would be kind of understandable if he'd been canonized, you know, near his death. Right, but. In the 2010s, I mean, I remember the 2010s. I, I would say I'm still culpable for things I did in the 2010s, <laughs> most of them. So I think, you know, Pope Francis can't be like, it was a different time. Yeah. Like, we all, was I was so much younger then. I was only in my mid-70s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Pope Francis? I thought you were talking about yourself there. Pope, oh, Pope, no, Pope Francis. That was Pope Francis talking. I was so young then. I was just a young man. I didn't know any better. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so yeah, so we reckoning no, uh, no asking. This I don't know. Guy yeah, would you have him intercede? Is it, uh, Savannah, do you see him see yourself asking uh, Saint Junipero to ever intercede for you? I I would say I wouldn't want to be associated with him. He, he, However, I would say that 
having an injured leg and insisted uh, insisting on walking is a bit like having chronic fatigue and insisting on trying to live a normal life <laughs> so yeah. from that perspective i i do relate but i don't think that having an injury that's self-inflicted is really an excuse to do all the bad shit that he did yeah so, i mean i think if i wanted to build a new place in san francisco i could use that help it's very expensive there <laughs> yeah. so you know that'd be very helpful to get some kind of divine that's really the only way you're getting it unless you're yeah. already a billionaire yeah or at least a millionaire which i guess you know the the expulsion of the jesuits it was like there was it's like oh and now there's all this wealth that needs looking <laughs> yeah, after. yeah i think that was um, also part yeah um yeah. That's so yeah that's point. that's how you can expand your property empire is um, <laughs> right expel a bunch just, of people living in san francisco yeah and... make make laws about their fashion yeah. and incite mm. a riot and blame blame Jesuits uh, and then yeah step three profit yeah. I want more information on these sombrero riots that seems like a part of history that's uh that seems like a more fun part of history yeah most. well it's but not... it's probably I mean it's probably like oh that's because I don't know they they were Jews it, right. it wasn't about the sombrero yeah, it's at all like it's like what's the word euphemism for something much just worse a pretext yeah i yeah, was just like the pre it's like it's just about the sombreros i was like um i think that it's it's about it's racism about the big, yeah. It's about racism. yeah it's about something else <laughs> yeah probably but no i i don't know where that bit came from because i can't find it on wikipedia so yeah. that was well done cat that was some extra research That's some, yeah which is um, yeah this the, the kind of quality product that we offer here at St. Misbehaving Podcast. So, Anna, well, thank you for bringing me the tale of the this second half person. of the tale. The second half of the tale. Yeah. Thank you for finally finishing um. the story. God. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. And it took two, two episodes to encompass all his terribleness. Yes. <laughs> and we, d we, uh. we didn't even, like, there was more we could have said as well, but... Uh, you know, we thought we'd spare you. At um, some point, you know, people are just like, oh, we really peak with that sombrero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Business, but so, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. Well, I mean, I you say we've peaked. I mean, I think we, we, we've lived through so much now, we should have a bit of a summer break. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, I was going to say have a blessed day, but, but have a blessed summer. Yeah, and, I think we'll uh, be back at the end yeah. of August yeah. uh, with new episodes again. In the meantime, um, if you haven't listened to every single one, why not yeah, go why back? Not just um, have fun and listen to some of the ones where we weren't as good. Uh, <laughs> or you can listen to, like, we, we reference a bunch of episodes in the last episode. Yeah, so there we go. Do, you, do your follow-up yeah. homework. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back in August. Uh, yeah. re well rested, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, ho hopefully we'll be able to hear you by that point. <laughs>